What up, what up, what up, everybody? What's going on? Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire. Back with you guys here on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hope you guys are having a good week. It is Wednesday, April 11th. We are counting down the days. Just 15, that's right, 15 days until the 2018 NFL Draft. I, for one, am very excited. I know a lot of you, I'm sure, are as well. We're getting down to crunch time, folks. Teams making their final prospect visits and workouts. Really getting into crunch time. Teams are really finishing up their big boards. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks hearing the kind of the last second buzz, last minute buzz on prospects and where they could end up, especially, of course, at the top of the first round. We're going to talk a little bit about a couple of the receivers that the Panthers are either having already already met with this week or will meet with, because there's certainly some interesting names on the list here that the Panthers are reported to have met with, and also uh, we'll talk about touch on a player that Carolina worked out at their pro day, especially early. So we'll get into that a little bit, but I do want to talk a little bit about some of the buzz that's been starting to brew a little bit in terms of the overall NFL draft. The big thing I, I really want to talk about that I've been finding very interesting is the buzz, kind of the return, if you will, that Cleveland could be eyeing Josh Allen at number one overall. And it's almost like we've kind of come full circle, hasn't it? Because it it feels like when this whole thing started, it all it all began with Josh Allen. It's almost like he was the initial start, the initial target for a lot of mock drafts and a lot of buzz in terms of who would be the number one overall selection. Then, of course, Sam Darnold came to the picture, and for the longest time, and I mean, I've, I've thought for a while, you know, even before this recent storm, if you will, that Darnold is going to go number one. But before that, it was Josh Allen, and now it kind of seems like we're circling back to Josh Allen could be it. I still believe it's Darnold. I'm not buying into it because remember you can't believe everything you hear when it comes to the NFL draft and all these reports especially this close to the draft obviously teams are going to keep as close to the vest as they can uh, about their plans sometimes though you know the dots just really connect and it ends up happening you look at last year with the Panthers there was just so much buzz that it became believable and it actually did happen that Christian McCaffrey was linked to the Panthers at number eight overall. And sure enough, obviously that's exactly what happened. But in terms of this, in terms of, you know, the Josh Allen story, I I still don't see it. I I still believe it's going to be Sam Darnold because number one, Darnold is more safe than Allen. I mean, either way, you're obviously sitting the sitting whoever you take at number one if you're if you're the Cleveland Browns because you have your bridge quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. So whether you take Darnold or whether you take 
Josh Allen. I mean, at this point, it, it sounds like they are going to be – they are the two candidates to go number one overall, Darnold or uh, Josh Allen. It doesn't sound like Josh Rosen is in the picture or anybody else. It's down to those two. But Darnold is more safe. I mean, we've seen the reports on Josh Allen and, you know, kind of how inaccurate he is. If, you know, I got a chance to see him live at the Senior Bowl, and I really wasn't that impressed. You know, I, I've been saying for a while, even as a top five pick, which he's been long at... It's been long reported that he very well could be. I I personally wouldn't be comfortable taking him that high, but I've come to terms with the fact that it's going to happen. And now we're back to the number one overall talk. And what kills me about the Josh Allen inaccuracy talk is that... And, you know, all due respect, obviously, to the guy. He's he's the guy that's helped create the storm of draft analysts and was really, you know, you could kind of call him the godfather of draft analysis, Mel Kuyper. But he's defending the offense... In terms of, you know, he's almost kind of bailing out Josh Allen in terms of, you know, his low completion percentage. But then he talks about a guy like Lamar Jackson, and all of a sudden, a low completion percentage, which, by the way, was not that far off. In in fact, I think it was a little bit. I don't remember the, the numbers offhand. I don't have them in front of me. But I'm pretty sure they were, like, very close in terms of career completion percentage in college. But for Josh Allen, you know, you're defending because of the rest of the offense. But for Lamar Jackson, it's a knock. Where Lamar Jackson, I mean, he pretty much carried that Louisville team. I mean, there's a reason why Lamar Jackson was the Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, Josh Allen just has that big arm. And that's what it comes down to. And... You know, maybe Cleveland kind of falls in love with that big arm. But, you know, we're in an age of the NFL where you've got to play your, or at least you're under a lot of pressure to play your high picks as soon as possible. Now, again, either way, you're probably not going to see either quarterback start for some time but Darnold right now is the more pro-ready quarterback you know it's we're long past the days since you know for example Cincinnati took Carson Palmer number one overall and sat him for two years or Green Bay took Aaron Rodgers 24th overall and was able to sit him for a while until Brett Favre retired. But to me, 
Darnold is the safer pick, and I still believe that's the way it's going to go. You know, maybe this could be one of those smoke screens, one of those hyping up these prospects to maybe drive up an offer. I don't know. But, you know, that, that's just my take on the whole Darnold versus Allen thing and the recent buzz that Allen could go number one overall. So let's switch gears now and we'll, let's talk about a couple of the receivers. You know, again, a couple of players that the Panthers have been linked to in terms of, especially this week, with who they're working out as we as we get ready for the draft. There's actually three big names this week that the Panthers are, are meeting with. One of them, of course, is... Calvin Ridley, and that's the guy I know a lot of a lot of people really want. They would love to see Ridley fall to 24. I mean, look, he he is the best receiver in this class. You know, at, at least you know your your top two are probably Ridley and Sutton, depending on who you ask. Some could say Ridley, some could say Sutton. I know there's others that have differing opinions. I know some people like Dante Pettis the best. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of varying opinions, but Calvin Ridley is scheduled to meet with the Panthers this week. And again, we, we kinda of know the story about him. Christian Kirk of Texas AM, they're also gonna meet with. And Kirk's a guy I've talked about before. A guy that I'm pretty intrigued with. Uh he he didn't didn't test all that well at the NFL Combine, or at least he didn't really wow people with his with his numbers. As I'm bringing it up real quick for you guys, so Christian Kirk came in at five ten two hundred at the Combine. Ran a 4.4740, which, I mean, that, that's not terrible. You know, I'm, but I'm sure there's people that would have liked him to run higher. Uh, 20 reps on the bench press, 35.5-inch vert, uh, 7.093 cone, 4.4520. But Kirk is a guy that I've discussed as an interesting kind of dual player you know he had he had a little bit of a little bit of time as a returner for A&M he was arguably A&M's best player on offense last season and, and he's a guy that you know and, and I mentioned this kind of briefly when I did the the mock draft over at chat sports when I said Receiver is definitely an option, but in round one, but there's some guys in rounds two and three that I like. And keep in mind, I couldn't pick Ridley in that mock because he was taken by the Ravens at 16. But Kirk is definitely one of those guys on day two that I think the Panthers should be targeting 
as one of those playmakers. And also the third guy that they're meeting with this week, and it's DJ Moore of Maryland. Um, Moore is a fantastic receiver. He dominated the Big Ten. And I believe Matt Harmon of NFL.com, who... First of all, he, he's a good friend of mine. It was great to see him rise the way he did. Um, has helped helped me at times in growing. And of course, you know, for those of you out there that know Harmon, you know he's involved in the reception perception project. So you know he's really big on receivers. I believe he said DJ Moore's best fit would be in Carolina. And, you know, he could be there in round two. Might have to take him, in, maybe have to take him in round one, though. I don't know. He's He's got some buzz going around him. He, you know, he, his interest could be going up. Maybe he doesn't make it to the Panthers' second round pick. Maybe you have to take him. I, I've seen people, let's go back to that mock draft that I did. Uh, for Chat Sports, which again it was you know different writers covering all the different teams making these picks. DJ Moore went to Dallas at 19. So, and I don't think that's the first I've heard of Moore going that high. So again, if the Panthers are going to be interested in Moore. If you pass on him in round one, is that a gamble? Is he going to be there at 55? Christian Kirk probably will be. I, I don't see, you know, Christian Kirk probably won't go in round one and, you know, maybe not even top 50. Kirk, Kirk will probably be there in round two. And if they're interested in Kirk, you know, maybe you can afford to wait and go in a different direction in round one. But if you... Pass on Kirk, pass on Moore. Maybe they're interested in the fourth guy we're going to talk about. And that's Penn State wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. Who Lance Taylor, the wide receivers coach, actually flew into Penn State's pro day a day early. And, you know, th this is a tweet from, from a tweet from Jordan, Rod Jordan Rodrigue of the Charlotte Observer. Flew in a day early, met with Deshaun, and then worked him out at his pro day. Hamilton is a great receiver. Let, let's not kid ourselves. He's a very, very good receiver. And I know a lot of people that have pegged him as the best route runner in this class. And I thought he had a fantastic week down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. And by all accounts, even the week before when he was at the Shrine game, he looked very, very good. So his rise kind of started there. You know, he, he was always a good playmaker for Penn State. And kind of one of those underrated receivers. You know, really helped move the chains. I mean, he... He was just always catching the ball. I, th I think he only went two games in his entire Penn State career 
where he did not have a reception in the game. He was one of the trustworthy receivers at Penn State, you know, first for Christian Hackenberg and then for Trace McSorley last season. And I think his stock has risen, you know, he was around the time of the senior bowl, he was maybe viewed as a late round prospect. Then he had a good two weeks at the Shrine game at the Senior Bowl, so probably moved into mid-round territory. Now he could he could very well hear his name called in day two. He very well could. I think teams are going to be very enamored with, again, his route running, his athleticism, his catching ability. I think Hamilton is going to be one of those players that makes some team very happy. And if you could pair Hamilton, if you're Carolina, if you're a Carolina fan and you can pair Hamilton with Devin Funchess, I mean, I, I think those two will complement each other very well. I mean, Funchess, you know, obviously he had his ups and downs, especially after they traded Kelvin Benjamin, but you still have your tall receiver on the outside. Hamilton can be your... Your great, your great hands guy in the middle of the field and really all throughout the field. He can help you kind of on all levels. I think you would have yourself a nice receiver core there if you get Hamilton. And again, in terms of where they would have to select him, he could be there in round three. And remember, the Panthers have two picks in round three. So let, let's also, you know, so let's backtrack a little bit too. Let's also consider this scenario. You know, the Panthers do have a little bit of ammo. They do have a second pick in round three. They have two picks in round three. They could use maybe that extra third in some kind of package, or maybe even package both third-round picks to move up and maybe get one of these receivers. Whether it's DJ Moore, maybe in the second round, or whether it's, you know, say, trade up from 55 and add in your third-rounder to move up for DJ Moore, or maybe take one of those third-rounders and move up for Deshaun Hamilton, you know, you have to think th those options are are definitely on the table. And I, I think it'd be worth it. You know, package maybe a third and say, you know, a late round pick this year or a pick next year and, and get one of these guys if, you f if that's how you feel about these guys. You know, I'm still under the belief that... They're probably either going to go safety, guard, or edge. Probably in that order would be the, the, the three positions I consider. Again, if they go wide receiver, there's probably only two options. And that's Calvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton with that first pick. And Calvin Ridley could be off the board. You know, he, he may not make it past Baltimore. Remember, Ozzie Newsome 
is an Alabama guy. And he drafted Marlon Humphrey last season in the first round. And Humphrey turned into has, – has already become one of the better – better cornerbacks in the league. He had a very good rookie season. I think Ozzie knew someone would really want to at least entertain the, the possibility of grabbing, grabbing Calvin Ridley with the 16th pick if the opportunity prevents itself, and it very well could. You know, I'm running through a couple mock draft scenarios. I'm kind of building my mock draft, you know, or in the process of it. I really don't see a, re- a receiver being taken, even a guy like Calvin Ridley. I don't know if a receiver is going to be taken in the top 15. You know, we, we know rece- quarterbacks are going to dominate the top of the draft. You could very well see three quarterbacks go in the first three picks, maybe even four. So these other players are going to get pushed down the board, including a guy like Calvin Ridley. But again, if he's there at 16, which he probably will be, Baltimore is going to consider him. So Ridley may not be there at 24 for the Panthers. And again, the only other receiver I think they would probably consider in round one would be Cortland Sutton. You know, Christian Kurtz, not a first-round receiver. I mean, maybe DJ Moore, but, you know, again, if they... I think they would probably have to feel comfortable to it with the other receivers that could be in play for them in rounds two and three that I think they can afford to go in a different direction in round one. You know, maybe I'll try at some point to build some kind of big board uh, for the Panthers, you know, who they could, who they could eventually take with that 24th pick. You know, I, I still really like Justin Reed. I could, I'm starting to warm to the, to the possibility of them maybe taking a corner, be it Josh Jackson of Iowa, Jair Alexander. I, I personally am a big fan of Jair Alexander, you know, yeah, his 2017 film wasn't great, but he had that knee injury. But 2016, he was fantastic. So I think Alexander is a possibility. I think, again, if you go, you could go guard, or at least interior line. Uh, James Daniels of Iowa, Billy Price of Ohio State, Will Hernandez of UTEP are all options. So I guess in a way, this is almost kind of the big board. You know, down the line we might rank them, but these are just players that right now I think they could take with the first pick. And then Edge, like we talked with John Ledyard the other day, I think there's probably only three options here, and that's Sam Hubbard, Josh Sweat, and Marcus Davenport. So probably, and, and you know, there, there could be other names, obviously, too, that are poss- possible, but I think... Those names definitely are at least in play for the Panthers in round one. And again, some of these other receivers I think you could definitely consider in 
round two. And again, I'm, and, and some of you already probably know this, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Hamilton. And I'm really excited to see where he winds up. I think he'd be great for Carolina. I, th- I think he'll be very good for whoever he plays for. You know, I, I think he's that good of an athlete. So that's kind of a, the topic for the day is that wide receiver talk. So I think I've rambled on long enough, at least for today. As always, want to appreciate, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, always love the support. Thank you guys so much for checking me out. And remember to support the the whole network. Everybody does uh, a fantastic job. You know, on really again all all three sides of this network. NFL, MLB, NBA. So again, great. Really appreciate the support. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R I C C E T T E. Follow me there. Send me your thoughts. Um, any questions you might have. You know, always, always enjoy chatting on Twitter. So hit me up on there. So with that. This is Bill Rossetti. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we will see you next time right here on LOP.